kids or you have some of your own that want to get on. I want to thank you that we can, we, can show, we can show you where we're placing our priorities, God, by through offering, Lord. Thank you for giving us a way to just lay our priorities down and lay you down as our number one priority. So as we take our, up our offering to that tonight, Lord, pray that you just bless it, Lord. In your name, amen. Good evening, church. How are we doing? I'm just going to pray if you bow your heads with me. Father God, we thank you for tonight. Lord, I thank you that you're here. I thank you that you have a message to speak tonight. God, I pray that you would move me out of the way, that there would be less of me and a whole lot more of you, God. Father, I pray that you would soften hearts in this place, God. Lord, that you would just speak now. Father, we love you and we, we just love hanging out with you. Thank you so much for being here and Blessing us with your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, that's not Genesis 50. So I want to ask you, how is your year going so far? Yeah, it's going pretty well. How is what God called you to achieve going so far this year? At the beginning of this year, when you sat down with God, I hope you sat down with God, when you sat down with God and you said, Father, what do you want me to do this year? How is that going so far? Is it all, you know, you're running guns blazing? Or is it as bad as the Broncos formed during origin period? Speaking of, you know, the grand final, um, sadly, it kicks off at 6.15 tonight because we don't have daylight savings. So if I see anyone in there looking at their phone a bit too long, looking back there, I know that you'll be watching the football. Yeah, there it is. Lovely. And uh, if I pause too long, it just means that something's going on on my screen too. So uh, just bear with me in that. Um, Priorities, right? No, not really. I'm just messing with you. I really am. Not. Maybe. See, sometimes, sometimes I feel like we can get caught in life and fall into a false sense of security. Like everything is going on really, really well. And then bam! We get hit by something and it kind of rocks us a whole lot more than, you know, normal. It's okay if something has, like, prepared you for it. Like, for example, we had um, my granddad pass away a couple of years ago, but we knew he was really sick. He was sick for about six years. And so we knew that the time was coming that he was going to pass away. So we could kind of prepare ourselves. You can't really prepare yourself, but you can prepare yourself for it. So when it hit, it wasn't as hard as opposed to having, you know, a school friend commit suicide like last year, really hit hard. And, and that's, that's the difference. See, if things are going really well and everything is all roses and butterflies and rainbows, and then something comes along, you can really get hit off track. If we kind of take a look at Moses, for example, and, and the Israelites in Exodus 17, Moses has just been hanging out and all of the Israelites, they're complaining because they're thirsty, they're angry, they want to go back to Egypt. 
And, and Moses pretty much, he says, all right, I'm going to hit this rock with my staff and water's going to flow out of it and you can drink and then you can be quiet and stop your whinging. So he hits, this, hits the rock and it starts flowing out. And literally just after this, Moses has just done a, a fantastic miracle. He's just made water come out of a rock. He's just done an amazing miracle. The Israelites get attacked by the Amalekites. And, and the Bible says that Joshua gets together his crew, his posse, his army, and they go out to face them. And Moses heads up on top of the hill with Aaron and her. Now, what was going on was there was a battle happening down on the bottom of the hill, and you all probably know the story. Moses is up the top, and every time he lifted his staff up, that you know Joshua would be winning the war, and then when his arms fell down, he would lose. And so what ended up happening, actually, and I didn't even know this part was in there. What they did was they went and got this stone, and they rolled this stone to, the, to where Moses was standing. And Moses sat down on the stone, and he had Aaron and her stand, stand. They weren't sitting down. They were standing either side, holding his arms up until sunset. There's, you know how there's little things in the Bible that you just read over and you just kind of miss? That was one of them. Like they stood there until sunset. Man, I would love to be able to honor like they, they do. You know, that is, that's their leader. That's their, their key person. I'm gonna, I want to strive to honor like that. That is an amazing, amazing example of honor that they would stand there and sacrifice their own physical well-being. You know, that's a long day just standing, standing there holding his arms up. And so what, what ends up happening is that Joshua goes on and he wins the war and, and it's all dandy and, and it's fun. And then this guy named Jethro, he kind of rocks up and he, you know, has it, sorry, Jeth, yeah, Jethro, he rocks up and he, he's chatting with Moses and he gives some advice and they're hanging out a bit and then he ends up going. And, and my favorite part of this whole kind of passage of scripture is when God rocks up next. Because the Bible says that they're at the, the foot of Mount Sinai, Moses goes up, Moses comes down, brings all the people to the foot of Sinai. And the Bible says that there's a thick, dense cloud that descended down and covered the mountain, that you couldn't actually see the mountain anymore because God's presence was covering it. Like, you know, the Shekinah glory, like the cloud, but this was like a cloud that covered an entire mountain, like you couldn't see the mountain. So uh, tonight I want to talk about three, three things, I guess. The fight you're in, the intercession you're in, and whose arms that you're holding up. See, there was three main points in, in that, three main positions that took place in, in that story. You had Joshua in a fight, you had Moses interceding for the Israelites, and then you had Aaron and her holding his arms up. See, we all go through difficulties in life. We all go through problems, struggles, trials, and, and tribulations. We all face them. And I don't know what your life is like right now, whether you are facing one but I know how difficult they can be. I know how hard that can be, especially when things are going well. When things, like Moses had just produced a miracle by the power of God, and then they're right in the middle of a war. Right in the middle of a war. Just bam. There was no time to celebrate, no time to be excited. It just happened. So, 
I mean, the fight can take a whole lot out of you. That's a physical battle. I don't know, I don't know what, what you go through. And, and, you know, there could be a range of things across the room that we're, we're currently fighting for. But you know that when you're, in, we're in, when you're in a difficulty, when you're in a fight, you need support. You need people around you that are going to back you up, that are going to stand with you, that are going to pray for you, that are going to be beside you. And see, that's where Moses comes into this. Because Moses rocks up on top of the hill and he recognizes in, in the midst of a battle, in the midst of a fight, he recognizes that we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against the enemy, against spiritual powers. And so he climbs and ascends to the, the top of this mountain and he starts to intercede. Yeah, we don't have to stand there with a staff and lift it up and down and up and down to win a fight. But that's effectively what he was doing. He was praying into the situation. So I want to ask you, who do you have praying for you? Who in your life have you set aside that spends time praying for you? That purposely sets aside time in their day to pray just for you? Because that is so, so important. Prayer, the, the covering of prayer is so powerful. It shifts atmospheres, changes cities, changes mindsets and changes the world. The power of prayer is so great. And then who do you have holding your arms up? See, there needs to be a support network in amongst each other. We were made to be a body. It's not about getting saved and and being all good in in life. If you're not going through problems, fantastic, but the, the world doesn't work that way. It's not an individualistic world. Well, Christianity is not individualistic. We're a body, We're made to sharpen each other. We're made to lift each other up, to be there with each other. So who are you helping out? Who are you getting alongside of and lifting up? You know, we can get so trapped in the mindset of our our issues and struggles that we forget to look around us. We can get so trapped in the mindset of of how great life is sometimes and we forget to look around us. We forget to look at the person walking down the street. We forget to look at the person that we see every week at the shopping center. Sometimes we just just miss that stuff because we're going about our life, you know. I mean, Elijah, Elijah's a perfect example. He's up on Mount Carmel and he's hanging out with the prophets of Baal and you you know the story how um, they set up an altar and they dance and they sing and they they cut themselves and they do a whole bunch of stuff. And Elijah's like, maybe God's on holiday or maybe he's on the toilet. It's like kind of just having a go at them. And then Elijah just gets down and he prays, God, would you just show yourself? Would you be real? Bam. Engulfs the entire area. He goes and kills all the prophets of Baal. He's just on a high. He's on such a high, such an amazing moment. And then he receives notice that there's a death threat against him by Jezebel. And instead of trusting in God and hanging around the guys, his support network, he drops his right-hand man off at a local town and then he legs it. And he's found a, whole, a couple, you know, he's found in a cave. We pick up the story there where there's fire and there's an earthquake and there's a hurricane. And God pretty much kicks his butt and goes, no, there's a whole bunch of people still around. He's like, I'm the only one left. No, I've saved like 300 people. There is a support network still out there for you. There are people still out there that you can lean on. 
And then he goes and he, he anoints Elisha to take his place. See, so often we can be bogged down by, by problems and trials that we don't even see what's, what's right in front of us. See, Elijah could have been so stubborn that he just stayed in that cave and we never would have had Elisha. We never would have seen the, the miracles that took place through him. So I want to ask you, what's up ahead? What's coming up ahead for you? Yeah, there might be a whole lot of pain surrounding you right now. But God brings good out of all situations for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So what's up ahead? Shift your mindset, shift your thinking to see what's ahead, to see what God is doing in the midst of your pain and your, tri- your trials. Because let me tell you this, God will never give you something that you cannot handle. It says it in the Bible, it, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. God will never tempt you with more than you could ha- allow you to be tempted by more than which you could handle. So no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, there's got to be a trust in God that, hey, I'm okay. Hey, what I'm going through, God's in control. God's got me right where I am. No matter what comes against me, no weapon formed against me will prosper because God's in my corner. You know, there's times where I've, I've struggled I've struggled in life, and a whole lot of you know my story of being kicked out of home and all that, but that was one of the most trialing moments of my life. That was one of the hardest moments of my life because I didn't see a way out, and I thought that the, moment, the, the place that I was in, I was stuck, but I knew that I had people around me that loved me and cared for me. I had people open their house to me. I slept on couches. I slept on floors. I slept in beds. I had food made for me. I had people just roll out the red carpet, literally, just to bring me in and love me and support me. And that's, that's, the, that's the reason why I, I got out of that position I was in. Because I wasn't trapped in the mindset that I was going to die or I was going to be stuck there or there was no way out because of the people that loved me around me, got around me and supported me and lifted me up out of that problem and helped me fix my eyes on God. I was able to, to work myself out of that situation and find the good out of that. I now live in an amazing home. I have amazing parents, Ma and Pa. You guys are legends. I appreciate everything you do for me. But I would never have gotten to this position that I'm at if, I, if, no, if people didn't support me and, and hang around me at, that, at those moments, you know? Like I, I talked about Aaron and, and her, like to sacrifice themselves. I want to I be like that, you know? I want to I strive for that, to put my own wants and needs and desires aside and stand there and hold someone when they need to be held. Lift someone's arms up. Lift them up when they need to be lifted up. Stand beside someone when they need to stand beside them because you never know the influence that you carry. You never know the change that you make. Just by one simple prayer, you never know what's changed. You never see the, the outcome of that situation. Sometimes you do and it's fantastic, but you don't all the time. 
And that's the beauty of it. Like, you know, they talk about some reap, some sow. You don't actually get to be a part of the whole process, but that's because we're a body. Some's made to do one job and others are made to do another. But God's good like that because he created the support network around us so that when we did enter into trials and, and problems and all that sort of stuff, yeah, we have him as our support and as our guide, but we have the people around us to help carry us through those things. So I, I guess I, I wanted to, to focus on tonight encouraging you to do that. Put aside what you think about your life. Let me, let me say this. If you sacrificed yourself and if everyone in this world sacrificed themselves for someone next to them, you wouldn't need to focus on yourself anymore. You wouldn't need to be so caught up in your own life because someone else has got you covered. If the Christian church, if the Christian network stopped bickering about pointless things like denominations and Bible verses and versions and all of that garbage and just got alongside each other and loved each other and supported each other, we wouldn't have these issues of conflict. We wouldn't have these issues of, of problems and and all that sort of stuff, we would all be covered. We'd all be protected. Someone would have your back. I mean, everyone, everyone always says it. While in here looks the same as out there, nothing will change. This city won't change. You won't change. I won't change. Because out there, it's all about me, 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 me. You need the newest this. You can do this. You need to go do this. Shouldn't church be about, hey, what can I do for you? I mean, we just took offering. That's about, hey, what can I do for the kingdom? What can I do to advance God's kingdom? What can I do to change the world for God? What is this going to get me (laughs) out of it? Yeah, you get blessed out of offering, but if that's your mindset, like, we just look like the world. There's no difference. You know, I remember, I remember I, I used to go to JPC for a year uh, in school, and then I, I spent the rest of my school, high school life in um, Groves Christian College, and the difference between JPC and, and Groves not in terms of of the students there, but in terms of the teachers, was phenomenal. We had teachers that would, like, throw things across the classroom because they were angry at JPC. We We had a whole bunch of people who just wanted to do their job and get through life and then go home and and do what was next. But, see, when you went to Groves, I don't know if you felt this at at your school, but at, at Groves, the teachers cared. They set aside time to love, to support, and to nurture. You know, like we had a chaplain there, but I swear I spent more time hanging out with teachers and, and talking to them about my, tr- my troubles than I did with the chaplain. If I went to Jeff, it was something serious. But if I had a, a genuine, genuine issue in life, I, one of the teachers just picked up on it and asked questions about it. See, there's something different 
about the Christian mindset, about the Christian community, about family. You know, we've been talking a whole lot about this place being family and being, you know, modeling what a family should look like. That's support. That's nurturing. That's selflessness. Not self, yeah, selflessness. For some reason, I thought I said selfishness. Leave me alone. <laughs> you know, I, I just look at, look at this story. Joshua took out the army to protect the, the women and children of Israel. Moses went up and interceded on the situation to protect Joshua and the army. And Aaron and her went up to protect Moses. Everyone was covered. Everyone was protected because the community got along together. Yeah, they whinged. Yeah, they bickered. They had arguments and they had fights, but the community got along together. You know, I, I just really wish and long for a, a Christian group, a Christian lifestyle that replicated what we see in the Bible at times. You know, the family... How you doing, Eva? You doing all right? <laughs> I guess, uh, you know, I, I just, I really, really long for that. You know, I don't want my future kids growing up in a, in a life and an environment that isn't supportive. You know, I haven't had my, I haven't had the blessing of having parents around in my life, but I've had parents around in my life had that support network and I don't know what I would do without that you know I don't know where I would be without that and so I, I really I really wish that you know that this seed would be planted in your heart that you would understand the thought process of of supporting one another of loving one another being selfless of putting your own wants needs and desires aside for for that of the kingdom for that of the person beside you I just, I just think that the moment that that happens and truly happens right across the church, is, that's key to revival. That's key to, to cities changing. That's key to the world changing. You know, I don't know what struggle you're in at the moment across your life, but, hey, I'll pray for you. Hey, I'll, I'll hold you when you need to be held. Like, I'll intercede over your life if that's what you need, but... I just want to encourage you one last thing. If you're, if you're struggling in something, please come and, come and talk to someone that you trust, someone that you love. I trust that everyone's kind of got a mentor in their life that hangs out with them and, and is praying for them. I've got a whole bunch in the room now. But yeah, I, I, really, I really hope that you have someone there that can support and love you in these difficult situations. You just want to bow your heads. Father, I just thank you, God. Father, that you show and you model what true love is. God, and we can only hope and pray and aspire to, to the, the love that you show. But God, I ask that not just in this place, but right across the world, Lord, that you would, you would continue to change the mindsets of the church, God. Lord, that we would be more about serving and more about selflessness, Lord, than what, what's going on in our own lives. Father, yeah, 
some things can get in the way and, and we can be facing really hard and troubled times. But Father, I ask God in those, in those moments that people would come around us and support us. Lord, that we would know what it is to be a part of a family in those moments, God. Father, would you come and bless these people as they go out this week, God? I ask for godly encounters out on the street, God. Father, that we would be bold enough to, to speak your name out. But not even that, God. We'd be bold enough just to do simple gestures. Lord, that we would help carry groceries to the car if that's, what, that's what's needed. God, we would pay for something if that's what's needed. Lord, I pray that you would bring encounters across our paths this week as we go out. Lord, would you bless each and every person in this place tonight? In Jesus' name, amen. We can go into a song or we can just end theirs. Okay. Cool, be blessed. Have a great night. Up the storm, right? Come on. You know, not the sharkies. Come on. Come on. All right. Be blessed. Have an awesome week.